I'm Rick Nelson, and on behalf of the AASHTO Committee on Maintenance, their Maintenance Operations Technical Working Group, and the Winter Weather Management Technical Service Program, formerly known as SICOP, SICOP Talks Winter Ops is proud to host this fourth National Winter Maintenance and Road Weather Briefing. Now, these briefings give organizations working in the severe weather and maintenance operations space an opportunity to showcase their efforts to help you achieve your winter maintenance and operations mission. Now, this briefing features the No Boundaries Pooled Fund, and with us is Heath Patterson of the Mississippi DOT. Heath, it's sure good to see you again. Good to see you, Rick. Say, Heath, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be associated with the No Boundaries Project. Sure. Uh, yes, uh, so I'm the state maintenance engineer for Mississippi DOT. Um, once upon a time, uh, 10 years ago, I think now, when I was appointed, we were actually already members of the No Boundaries Pool Fund. However, I was asked, hey, what is this and why are we paying money into this thing? Uh, I did a little bit of digging and shrugged my shoulders, and uh, we subsequently got out of, of the, uh, the pool fund. Um, after a couple of years doing some more digging and hearing some good stories about what was happening in that pool fund, uh, I convinced our leadership to get us to get us back involved, and uh, we've been involved ever since. All right. So, Heath, what is going on with No Boundaries these days? Uh, well, uh, glad you asked. I'll give you a little update um, on what we've done this year. Uh, but a little background, again, for those that may not be familiar uh, the purpose of No Boundaries um, is to sort of come together in this community practice, um, uh, focusing on maintenance, transportation maintenance, and innovations. Uh, we, we identify those technologies that, that some states are using uh, to sort of share those ideas um, around within the group. It complements the MAC, um, which I know with uh, AASHTO rebranding, uh, a lot of names will change. I know that the winter weather maintenance Technical Services Program, is that correct? It's pretty close. Uh, winter uh, weather management, but you're in, sure. the, you're in the ballpark. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's going to be new to everyone, but um, uh, we, we would like to consider uh, them as one, a, a partner as well. Um, and, and we historically have focused on only spring, summer, and fall because there are pooled funds dedicated to a lot of things, winter maintenance already. Um, but we've found that just focusing on those innovations, whether they be processes or equipment or whatever, um, may have been sort of slipping through the cracks on other research and, and, and focuses on those groups. So we've, we've sort of brought winter maintenance topics back in um, to the fold a little bit. We're not, we're not shunning winter maintenance uh, anymore. Uh, we've got five sort of major goals uh, that, that No Boundaries um, tries to achieve, um, help members share these innovations and equipment, materials, and processes, um, uh, also to increase the network collaboration with those agencies. The networking um, is second to none, as you'll see with the peer exchanges that we do. Um, the consistent activities, um, obviously, it's a, it's a favorite thing of ours in the Southeast to, to, to just call around and go, hey, how, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? Um, a lot of times, that's how those those policies align from state to state with your neighbors and, and everything else. I'm, I'm sure that's the same uh, throughout the country. Um, we also, again, facilitate uh, in-person meetings. Um, we try to showcase um, certain technologies. Uh, we kind of go around the, around the room, uh, sort of a show and tell of new things that may have arisen from any one given state's program or 
It's just something they want to share. Um, and ultimately, all of this is to increase the cost effectiveness of, of how we operate. Um, all the, those coveted dollars that we're all after, um, that seem to be worth less and less every day. Uh, thanks to inflation. Um, again, uh, the more efficient we can work, obviously, uh, the better. And uh, most DOTs innovate every day. You know, it's, it's really um, trying to just capture that and share that. Uh, with you know, folks. yeah, Heath, you know, it's yeah, at, with my time at the DOT there, are, like you say, there are so many innovations that take place. It just, you know, people solving problems. Right. And yep. it's not that that problem is unique. It's it's all about sharing. Right. Because mm -hmm. if you're having an issue, more than likely everybody else around you are going to have the same issue. And, and sharing that information is so important, I think. Absolutely. It's the, you know, the, the cliche adage not to reinvent the wheel, uh, as it were. Uh, but, but yeah, there's, uh, I'll, I'll show a few that we've seen, um, uh, this year uh, that I really like that are winter maintenance related. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the pool fund, you know, it began back in 2011. Um, uh, I think it was just eight States. Um, I think Missouri was the first lead state and then Ohio, uh, currently it's Colorado is the, uh, is the lead state. Every, every time you do a new phase of pooled fund, as many people know, you have to do, the state has to take that lead. Um, and so they just do the heavy lifting on the clerical side and sort of contract where we're associated with CTC and associates, which is clear roads is as well, I believe. Mm -hmm. So there's a kind of inherent bond there. Um, again, as I mentioned, uh, not reinventing the wheel. Now uh, we are 20 member states. Um, you know, we focus on uh, a lot of different areas of equipment, asset management, training, recruitment, and retention uh, is, is a focus we've had over the last couple of years now. Um, and if you go to maintainroads.org, that's where we have, and I'll show a little bit later, the, uh, the innovation database where you can go look up something and say, hey, has someone thought of this? Um, but we try to meet twice annually, uh, which, is, which is tough for busy schedules. Um, sometimes states, you know, I, I know one meeting I've, I've sent um, one of my staff to it that I thought would gel well with the group. As you can see from this picture, it's not a big group. Um, it, it is one of those type of peer exchanges where you just you run out of time, not topics. Um, yeah. As with the psychop group, you know, you just you could just keep going for days. And um, and, and, and those are positive. It's all about trying to bring that back to your agency. That's really the big challenge of course, for all of us. Um, we do informal surveys, uh, but we also, with the money of this pooled fund, fund synthesis projects. I think right now one just went okay. out today regarding equipment um, um, acquisition, uh, those times, what states are doing about it, how you're possibly pivoting in an innovative way to, uh, to acquire equipment if you're changing how you're doing things and such. And so it's, we try to synthesis, syntheses are, you know, a little shorter, more real time information uh, that you, you gather pretty quickly, draw some conclusions and, and, and try to share that um, as broadly as you can. So um, here's the obligatory map of shame, Rick. I know you have one. I know you have one much like it. It's, um, these are the current member states. Um, there are states that have been members that have fallen out. I know um, Washington State was a longtime member, and they just look. You you know every state deals with different things. You, you 
deal with different funding shortfalls, whatever it may be, um, audits on where you're spending your, your research dollars, your SPNR dollars, you know, and sometimes things get sort of cut and shifted. And so uh, we're pretty happy to have 20 member states. In fact, uh, typically we say we don't want any more members. We're good. That, that, that peer exchange is a, a nice size. We, of course, would accept any, any members that would like to join or be a part of it. But you don't have to, of course. You can go to maintainroads.org and and have access to all of the resources, uh, oh, whether you're a member or not. And it, and it looks like you've got a real diverse group from one end we of really the country do. to the other. Absolutely do. You know, north and south, um, you know, east and west. It's a, it is a diverse group of, of um, uh, I guess, you know, environment types um, or climate types, um, as it were. Or how often, you know, Maine deals with winter maintenance versus Mississippi. It's a little different, Rick. It's a little different yeah. climate. <laughs> I guess we'll uh, we'll be up there pretty soon. Um, let's see. Uh, also on this map, it shows you can see there in Washington some of the locations where we've actually had those peer exchanges. Um, and we've tried to move that around the state. I tell you what, there have been some really incredible ones. Uh, the one uh, in Sacramento really stood out to me. Uh, being able to see what a state that has money can do <laughs> with some of their equipment processes. I mean, they build everything as efficient as a as an auto manufacturer with with their dump truck slash plow vehicles. It was really incredible. Um, so a lot of our partners and liaisons, of course, Federal Highway, as it's a pooled fund and Ashto. I'm sort of the act as the liaise between the MAC group and and the No Boundaries group. Officially slash unofficially. Uh, we also work with TRB, APWA. Front Range Community College provides, um, they're, they're really trying to bolster their maintenance um, uh, program of, uh, of a degree. It's an associate degree in highway transportation maintenance. Yep. They're really, they're really uh, sort of collaborating with us to try to get the word out there. I, th I think there are several member states that have. It's only a few applicants per year, I think, at this point, but they're trying to, of course, grow it. And, of course, as I mentioned, Clear Roads, that inherent link with CTC. And being able to stay in tap with what they're doing, you know, to not try and duplicate efforts. Right. So um, the peer information sharing, peer exchanges, uh, typically three days. The last one we had was in April in uh, lovely St. Louis, Missouri. I finally got a chance to try St. Louis barbecue versus Mississippi barbecue. Still got Kansas City barbecue on my list, but um, is it lunchtime? Yeah, that's probably <laughs> it's getting close, right? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the um, at, at that presentation again, Front Range uh, presented uh, the local LTAP, which they're doing a lot of things in safety innovations in Missouri. Uh, it was very informative to me um, that they seem to be very much more robust than our LTAP program in Mississippi. That uh, was a nice thing to see. Um, ODOT presented. Um, we had, of course, our innovation show and tell, which we go around the room. Um, but the big, uh, the big part of this trip was the site visit. Um, <laughs> the, we timed the, the, the meeting around Missouri's innovation showcase, which was, uh, I was very excited to be a part of as I'm trying to launch a innovation program within our agency to be able to see what Missouri, who has had a very long and storied 
um, history with having this innovation program, innovation showcase program. I was very excited to see that. I was not going to miss it for the world. And it lived up to all the hype for me. As you can see, that's kind of a, a picture of the bottom there. And it was a in a huge conference center. And, and I know folks will be able to read this later on. But these are a lot of the, show, the things that were showcased in productivity or project innovations or tool and equipment. Those are sort of those three categories. And these are all the things that are showcased. These are individuals from these DOTs taking the time to, to present this innovation in such a way. It's like a science fair. Every time you go through the tables, they've got their literature. Um, it was amazing. Um, it's something that they can be proud of. And it's a competition, of course, um, you know, to who's, who's, who wins the commissioner's award for whatever it is, safety or, you know, they're recognized. Everyone, everyone there is recognized um, morale throughout the entire hall. Seemed great. Some of the things that sort of stood out to me that I, I kind of wanted to share with this group um, were involving winter maintenance um, that they that they showed. Uh, some people may have these heated windshield wipers. Somebody from Mississippi. It's very new to me. <laughs> like, why would you need to heat windshield wipers? You might need to cool them so they don't melt right now. But why would you need to heat them? Um, they, uh, again, this is the, the innovation showcase sort of document that they present. And, it, and it's a description of the benefit and, and everything else. And again, you're like, yeah, we use those. Okay, well, we can go to the next one. This guy uh, built out of gutter parts. Um, a way to get intake, <laughs> you know, when, when ice builds up on the windshield, it's a way to get air down in, into the, uh, into the air intake that was typically freezing up. Hmm. And they just said, well, here's the problem and let's build something to fix it. So they use PVC gutter and there you have it on a freight liner. You can use his design and you won't freeze up on your intake. Now the wing plow is not necessarily something new. But they were using tow plows in this particular office, and they showed how they were saving money and doing the same thing with a wing plow versus a tow plow. Um, and you only requires a class B CDL versus a class A, which okay. is becoming an issue. You had to have that class A to be a tow plow driver. Now um, it broadens your, your spectrum of, of, of staff that can drive these, these vehicles. So building on that, not necessarily an innovation, but just that alternative, um, they they realized that taking on and off that wing plow to do other sun remaining stuff was problematic and unsafe, and so they rearranged how they how they hooked up all the their uh, supply lines. But then this guy took the wing plow arm and created a sign stop puller to pull foundation signs. Uh, for changing out signs during the summer using using the same fittings, hmm. this um, innovative attachment. So again, you can see how one innovation may lead to another. Just the um, again the culture of innovation that it that it helps to uh, harvest is is really the overall benefit to the agency, not necessarily you know the, the specific efficiency that this sign puller created. Um, but just um, yeah, overall, kind of that's the it's the key to it, I guess. <laughs> so, as I mentioned uh, on maintainroads.org, we have the innovation database. Um, 
uh, any topic area can be searched. We we definitely encourage states to share innovations, whether you are, again, a member or not. We want this database to be as big and robust as possible. Uh, we want people to be able to use it. We want it to be a usable resource for any state DOT, any practitioner. So um, you go in, you fill out some very basic information about what you're, you know, we want to keep it into certain categories so that you can quickly, broadly search, mm-hmm. um, not really have to drill down into what you're not sure you're looking for yet. You know, so we wanted you to be able to browse as well as search. So there's some basic things that we do ask for, but any agency, again, can submit. Um, so right now, again, we have a synthesis going on for equipment acquisition and management challenges. Um, of course, it's something that everybody across the country is feeling right now. We have a separate division that handles our asset acquisition for trucks and fleet. And I hear horror stories from them. You know, all of our equipment managers around the state are just folks are telling them 18 months for this. You know, it's getting a little better, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, still, still a big challenge. So um, we, we're, we're doing this synthesis again, I think. Something went out to the committee on maintenance group today, as a matter of fact, and um, not sure when this airs, but um, it, it, it's something that we, we would like everybody to please respond to. Please, you know, present some ideas or some innovations or solutions that you've had filling out the brief survey. And then we'll do a final report on that um, in the fall that we'll that we'll send out to everybody. OK, so again. We'll be up in New York in the fall and Louisiana in the spring of 2024. And um, those are some of our contact infos. We've got videos on YouTube and photos on Flickr and all those fun things you like to use, Rick. Yeah, great. If a state wanted to join No Boundaries, what would the yearly cost be? Um, gosh, I wish you wouldn't have asked me that because I think it is minimal. It is not as... Um, as bargain basement price as PSYCOP. Um, but I believe it is close. It could okay. possibly be $10,000. I will have to get back with you on that. I apologize. So if you want to reach out to uh, Heath, uh, Heath, your sure. email your email address is uh, listed below this video, yeah. as well as the website to No Boundaries. So I would encourage folks uh, that are interested uh, about this innovation uh, sharing that takes place uh, within the No Boundaries Pool Fund study to check it out. Uh, go click on those links and find out more about what's going on. Reach out to Heath or CTC. Well, I appreciate you having me. Until next time, thanks for tuning in and stay safe out there.